This video, we're talking vocal recording. Did you know that your voice is the most accessible, but probably the most compliment, complimentary, complex instrument that you can possibly record? And it seems to be something that a lot of folks struggle with. So I'm not going to face this topic alone. I'm going to bring in someone to help me. And I'm going to bring in the one and only Jade Star. What's going down? What's going down? I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> craziness today. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here. So, uh, yeah, we're going to dive straight into it. But uh, before we do, uh, you know, don't, don't you hate it when people say that? We'll get right to the topic. But before we do, let's say this. No, all you need to do is uh, go to the website there. If you've got a question about vocals for me and Jade here today, studiolivetoday.com slash QA. And uh, we will be taking vocal questions only today. So if you have another question, we'll answer on the next show. But Jade... Tell us about this whole vocal thing, like your voice, you being the instrument. You've had experience singing for so, so long. Uh, if folks come to you and say, Jade, what do I do? I need to sing and I want to record my vocals. Like, what, what's your starting point with folks? My starting point is to remember that you are your instrument. You are a human living being. You're not a guitar. You're not a saxophone. You're not this uh, thing this, uh, that you can hoard and put on a shelf. You have to take care of yourself as a priority before anything else. That means things like getting sleep, eating the right <laughs> food, um, getting love, light, nourishment. All these kind of things are super important because if you're not getting them, you will sound like crap. You certainly will sound like crap because you put shit in and you get it out. Uh, I agree. And, and I mean, it's taken me a long time to realize that. And I know that in recent times, I do a, I do a weekly show, Your Music Live, and you gave me a, a lecture. I'll just, I'll just put it what it is about looking after myself. You're like, Pete, just, just a question. Before you do those shows, how about you, how are you practicing? How are you warming up? And I'm just like, practice, warm up. Uh, I usually just sit down for two hours and practice the shows, practice the songs as much as I can. And then by the time I start, my voice is already like this. So you're saying that's not a good idea? It's not a good idea, no, and so many people do it, like especially for a gig. Like uh, I've been in so many band rooms over the years, even like uh, things like what you're doing, and I used to, I, I've been guilty of it too when I know it's the wrong thing to do. So before a show, you may be sitting in a, a room practicing, and you're practicing all the songs, and you're actually doing another set. And you don't want to put the, that kind of unnecessary pressure on yourself because there's already enough pressure to get out there and play for an hour. But if you're practicing for an hour before, you're virtually doing a two-hour set. And yeah. it's ludicrous. There's no way you can get through it unless, you know, you, I don't know, you drink a lot of vodka beforehand <laughs> or you, you are trained really well. So th there's exercises that you can go through. And, you know, I call them the... I look like an idiot exercises because nice. they do make you look like an idiot, but they help you with more than uh, stretching your vocal cords, more than loosening up your lips, which is a very important thing because the way you sing isn't always about from your stomach, from your chest, from your throat. It's about this too, about the plasticity of your mouth and how you move your mouth around. That's an important thing. It definitely is. I saw somebody said, put your mic up because it's low. So. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll do a quick sound check. Since we're talking vocals, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we get it done there. So check, one, two, three, get your roadie butt crack ready to, uh, to do some roadie work. Uh, and Jay, so this should do... be better, hopefully. Um, hopefully it's a bit better. I've just turned down my cans. Yeah, yeah there you go. Everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it beautifully now. So Much uh, better. Yeah, I'm liking so, it. So the, the elasticity of your mouth 
the way you vowel words, you need to be loose and you need, and it's the same with your, your, your uh, stomach and your chest. You need to breathe and get that air flowing through your lungs and, and you know, do some sit-ups, get work out. It's like a runner who's um, going for a marathon. He's not just going to jump in and run. No, that's ludicrous. They end up doing a hamstring or a hammy, as we call it here in Australia. Doing a hammy. Yeah. So like, and I call it like, you know, looking like an idiot because you do. And some of these exercises that you do are about. It looks crazy. It looks insane, but it doesn't matter what it looks like. Uh, because if it helps stretch your mouth, your your lips and all this kind of stuff, and you only have to do it for about 20 minutes or so. And, you know, here's what else it helps with too. Not only does it help strengthen uh, or, or loosen up your, yourself to sing, it helps you for when you're recording in your home studio to come out of yourself as a singer because so many singers even in their own home may have family in the next room or and you're embarrassed about coming out and really delivering that strong performance if you can learn to be embarrassing and <laughs> do all that stuff it helps you come out of your shell as well Absolutely, yeah. No, no shame, and I, and I, I hear this from folks. And, and someone asked here, "Are we listening to music today?" That's tomorrow. So this uh, early tomorrow or uh, tomorrow afternoon, your music live. Uh, if you want to get your song heard, that's a different place. Uh, StudioLiveToday.com/yml. But yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting you talk about that because I hear so many people on that show on your music live, and you can just hear that they're they're singing. You can almost you can almost see them looking to the room next door to make sure that no one's actually like listening in and doing anything. Oh, I'm just getting yeah. some ringing in my ears, speaking of which. Um, but yeah, when you're singing within yourself and you're not pushing it out at 100%, you can really hear the difference. What, what tips do you have? We're talking, by the way, let's get physical about this. So what other around body position should you sit or stand? Like what, what in your experience has got people to get from that 80% like this, where they're just kind of singing within themselves to 110% where you're just belting it out? What can you do? There's a Judy Bloom book I remember reading as a child in school that had a bit in it that said, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. But what that is about is keeping your shoulders back. You can sit down. Like if you're in a home studio, that's okay to sit down. Yep. But sit up straight. Let the air flow through your body. It is a tool. And you, you don't have to like be regimented and actually force yourself into position. Yeah, like let it flow. Just... Uh, sit up straight and stretch your neck and like yep. f be the instrument. Think of an instrument because you are an instrument. Ultimately, mm. the, you know, think of that saxophone. Like the air goes through it. It's a, it, it's got this straight part in it and the bends for a point. That's the way it works. So if you, you're sitting up there, remember this is about airflow as well as mm. like the tension in your throat and all that kind of stuff. Um, so as I said starting there that's that's the best way to go with exercises you can look like a tool and like some of the ones i go through are just like with my tongue going <laughs> it's just stretching your cords and just making them loose so you can play uh so you can actually sing breathing yeah. Like actually just sitting there and breathing, even like, hey, if meditation helps, put on some tunes, close your eyes and just breathe. It's something you can only just do for five minutes. It's easy to like, there's no 100% correct way. If you're going to like YouTube channels, looking at vocal teachers who are going, these are the correct steps to like, 
no find the comfort for yourself and and then and then try and step outside of it just a little bit yeah absolutely and, and yeah like the, the whole thing of you know dance like no one's watching sing like no one's listening i think that's that's fine but when you're starting out, you probably have the nerves and you probably have the... the. In fact, we're going to jump to this one because, by the way, uh, if you're just joining us, we will be taking your questions in a moment. Put them in the form there, studiolivetoday.com slash Q&A. Uh, sorry, slash Q-A. Uh, but what about the mindset? So before you even jump in and you start doing a... And your who's and your what what mindset do you go into singing? Like, how do you prepare yourself mentally as well as physically to belt out a killer vocal? Well, look, we all don't have all the time in the world. You know, we have family, work, all these things in around. So it, it's best to try and, uh, like, you know, organize your time. But it, it doesn't always work out that way. So be kind to yourself, too. You can organize, hey, I'm going to sing some vocals tomorrow. But you may get up and feel like absolute crap. And there's no point pushing yourself. <laughs> If it's just not working because you are a living, breathing thing. Like, you know, if something's dying on the side of the road, it's dying on the side of the road. You can't really, you know, it's had a tire over it. Give yourself a break. Give yourself a rest. Go do something else if it's definitely not working. Mm. Um, and, you know, make sure you have plenty of this. And it doesn't have to be chilled. In fact, chilled water is actually not good yep. for singing. Room temp. Yeah, room temperature. And it may taste like poo, but you just have, it's what you have to do. And see, mm. I'm not singing today, so I can have chilled water and it's 28 <laughs> degrees Celsius in my room at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what you're saying is, as Gary Hub says here, a couple of quick cigs and a beer before singing, is that probably recommended? Or, or you know what, if you do that and you get a killer tone, uh, go with it. <laughs> you know what, you can. Look, I've smoked my entire life. It's only been the last two years that I haven't smoked. And I've had people tell me, you know, oh, you shouldn't smoke and all this stuff. But look, we all know people who've like got grandmas who are 90 years old and they've smoked 20 <laughs> packs a day and for some reason they're okay. It depends. It's case to case. Like, understand what you're seeing that day. All right. Yeah. If, hey, if you're doing some death metal, sometimes you got to rub that throat in the dirt a little bit and a mm. few smokes, maybe not a cigar. <laughs> I would recommend that, especially if you're stupid <laughs> enough to inhale. But sometimes a scotch can help as well. You'll hear that from people. Sometimes mm. it's not actually the scotch that's helping uh, with the vocal cords. It's the scotch that's loosening you up in your personality to actually go out there and, and do a performance that works. So yep. it's not always the same thing what scotch works. Don't go and drink milk. <laughs> Don't have a yogurt. Avoid all that kind of creamy stuff because what mm. does it do? It coats your throat. It coats your insides and you don't want to do that. Look, it may be warm and cuddly before you go to bed to have a block of cheese, but it's going to keep you up all night and you're going to have nightmares, as my nana told me. Oh, yeah. Those cheese dreams are the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's uh, that's the key is that do, like, take on board all this stuff. But like, like I say, like you say, in every video that we ever do, it's about finding what works for you. Like you're not going to be able to do things exactly the way Jade does or exactly the way I do, but don't just do it the way you think to do it and then just rinse and repeat and think that's the best you're going to get. Trial and error, experiment with different things, experiment with, what are the, 
the coolest um, things I heard about vocals was uh, the twist and shout vocal by John Lennon. He sang that at the very end of the day. The reason that he's almost straining with every shake it up, babe, that, that was because he'd been singing for eight hours. And you could argue that that's one of the best Beatles vocals ever because it is so raw. He was probably doing significant damage to his voice at the time, but that's what he got out of that. So if you want that sound, maybe you go down that way. If you're singing like some crooning lounge sort of stuff where you want your voice to sound like honey, then you probably don't want to be screaming for eight hours before that. You might want to have a nice, you know, hot lemon tea and then have a nice little lie down. But yeah, do, do you, but um, there's, there's more than one way to uh, to record vocals. By the way, I realized I didn't introduce Jade. I just assumed that everyone knows who you are, but <laughs> what... Just Jade. So uh, there's actually, uh, the reason I asked Jade on here is that she did a really cool video a while ago and uh, I'm not going to play the audio here. We'll turn that off because uh, we'll get copyright strikes mm -hmm. here. But this was uh, the welcome to your first vocal lesson. It's linked here in the chat and down in the description. So I recommend you watch the whole video after this one. It's only 30 minutes and you go through a technique that you've used in the past. Why don't you take folks through that? Because we're about to jump over to technique. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of play this and you'll see, uh, you'll see this song being played along here by Jade and singing along here. What is this technique and, and why do you use it? So the technique is you need to start, you actually need to understand your voice. So you have to pay attention. Like all of this mental health, all this stuff super important. You have to understand what key you sing in. What is your range? What is the point that you, you're able to struggle from the low end of, of the scale to the high end of the scale? So you can normally start by uh, looking on a keyboard or a guitar and looking for a middle C. All right? La. 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 So the beautiful oh, yeah. thing I was about this... Blow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about this song that's showing here, which is called Georgia On My Mind, it's quite an old song, but many, many people have covered it and they've covered it across many different keys. And um, this particular song contains every note along the scale. So you are able to stretch. Uh, so if you're singing it in a C like Georgia, right, you're able to, uh, f if once you find your key, you're going that whole gamut of, of notes in that scale. So you can actually start to understand what your range is because you want to know what that is. So you don't pick songs that you may cover or that you write that you're you write a song and then go, all right, here's how I want it to go. Ah, and I'm struggling to do it. You don't want to do that because you're just putting unnecessary stress on your voice. And the beautiful thing about understanding your key is that once you know it, then you can strengthen it and you can get better with it because you can start to, uh, you know, because you're working within that confine and you know these are the walls, the parameters that I've set, you can put all that focus and concentration into strengthening there and you will find as you go on, you can dabble a bit further. So one of the exercises too, so I'm going to do a show again this week, the kind of second step from Georgia, because I used to teach people, right? And the first test was... If they come into my, if they come and have lessons from me and say, oh, I'm an, I'm an amazing singer. All my friends tell me I'm the best. I'm pretty scared because <laughs> I, I know they're going to suck. Because there's a lot of people out there who, who like to pussyfoot around and never tell you the truth. But I call that American those... Idol syndrome. Exactly. Uh, they've yeah. been told by everyone, like, oh, man, you're really good. You should go on The Voice. And then they walk out of the room. They're like, yeah, hell no. <laughs> and what happens to them? They become comedy fodder. 
and they get used for the rest of the show as the low-end comedy. They do. They sign a contract to get stuck into that, so it's a bad place mm. to be. And yep. I find as a, as a vocal teacher, it's hard to break them out of that because they've been mm. conditioned to believe, oh, no, you're already amazing. So they come in going, I'm great, and it's like, shit, how am I going to break this? How am I, like that's the fir- that's going to be the first three months trying to break them out of that, and then there's the people who are like, oh, I sing in the shower, and I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, cool. So I can see you're trapped in this little shower. I want to smash you out of that glass and and make you go crazy, you know. So um, and then the first lesson I normally give them is homework, and Georgia mm. is that song that they can go away. And find the key on YouTube because there's so many different versions on YouTube. I implore you all, go look for Mm. Georgia on my mind and look for an instrumental or karaoke version and just look for it in a key that you think that you're in and and find the one that sounds perfect with your voice and you'll start to understand your key. And then you can start moving into a place like this is what I'm going to be talking about on this week's show, warm-ups, where you just do something like this. Whoops. And that is where that so all you need to do for something like that is to go from your whatever C three to C four and do that back and forward. So it's a really straightforward thing which I'll go into onto my show this week. Um, but it's a really simple vocal thing to warm up with as well, as well as going and all this kind of stuff. Love it. Um, and for those that aren't already subscribed to Jade's channel, you should do that because every single day Jade's talking about not only apps, but uh, also some of the mindset stuff, some of the skills and even the gear reviews. So uh, kicked off your first gear review this week. So uh, do jump over to the channel. Related to this and related to technique, uh, Ed's got a question here. How do you ensure that you don't overdo or strain? I have to stop singing for days sometimes before it feels normal again. I guess some of this is to do with your key that obviously if you're singing outside of your normal range, you could be straining and stressing because you're trying to hit those higher notes. Uh, is that the, the main part or are there any other sort of tips or considerations for Ed? That's why it's important to do that for, for the first time. Like understand your key and then you, you can start to hear your voice cracking early. So you, if you know what your key is, you won't get to that point. And it's like listening to um, when you're mixing music with headphones on. You know, yeah. I always suggest, hey, if you're going to do a master or mix some songs, Do it for 15 minutes. Take your headphones off and walk away. It's the same with singing. Don't sit there if you're recording and try and go for an hour or two hours doing a vocal session. It's crazy. Take a break. Mm. Go on to one of the other songs and do another part there. Space these things out. Give your voice love. Give your body love. Care for it and give it a break. It's important to give it a break just to recover. And, you know, don't ever worry if you do strain the hell of it. It does come back. But you want to get to that point where it's not days Mm. afterwards that it takes to come back. Like um, anybody who's been watching my Patreons, I'm doing this death metal album at the moment. And a lot of... You start to feel when it's actually... when Because you can... You just talk afterwards. After doing Mm. a bunch of growls for 20 minutes and then go... Ah, if you're not able to do that, yeah, you're starting to strain yourself. So go take a walk. Go have an ice cream. Oh, not an ice cream, maybe an icy pole. <laughs> um, an ice water. Uh, yep. Whatever, just play a video game. Take a break and just be fair to yourself. Like that's the best advice. 
Exactly. Uh, no, I, I love it a lot. Uh, Joe's got a question here around that sort of uh, begs the question: Why would why would someone come to voice lessons if they think they're the greatest? So, uh, yeah, that is, that is an interesting question. They come and they get lessons from you. So, I think sometimes I, I don't know. You tell me if you've had this experience. People come to you to ask you a question, not so they can get your opinion, but so they can tell you how much they know about what you are said to be an expert at. Is that your experience with some folks? They want an expert to like to confirm it for them. Or the other thing that does happen is the people, the very same people who are telling them that they're awesome are at the same time sending them mixed signals going, you really should get singing lessons as well. Because yeah, they don't okay. have the balls to say, you suck. And mm. you know what? Look, you don't have to deliver that kind of information to people like, you yeah. suck. You can tell them in a, in a much more caring way. But, uh, you know, once you let it get out of control, to the, the horse is bolted. And oh, I've seen many cases of it, you know, the, these people, they, and they just start singing, ah! and you're like, oh, my God, far out. And, you know, a lot of cases you get people coming to singing lessons um, wanting to sing particular songs. And that's why yeah. I would always use Georgia on my mind, because... They don't know what it is. And that really helps determine if they're going to come back. If they turn their nose up and go, oh, but I don't like that song. It's like, oh, I don't care if you don't like it. I'm yeah. trying to help you sing. Like, if you learn this, maybe you can sing like Eddie Vedder. When I, in actual fact, all I want to tell them is just, just mumble a little bit. <laughs> I love singing like any better. My wife always uh, gives me crap because uh, when I sing songs, uh, I like to sing that. Uh, what's some of the, I can't even think of the words now, but like the, the cat oh, out there. You always have to go, oh, yeah. Breakfast table in another world. Basically, you don't Mumble. need any consonants. It's just all vowels <laughs> just joined together. That's all you really need. So uh, we've talked technique, we've talked mindset, we've talked the physicality of singing and how to prepare yourself physically, mentally. You've got the technique down you're ready to blast it out what do you use how important is this stuff how important is your microphone and your audio interface and your mixer what what do you need to get a good recording when it comes to vocals well you definitely need to understand that live singing and recording vocals are two totally different things mm -hmm. so you know i've seen it before with people who've spent a whole lot of time on stage singing and I don't even have my... Did I do this? Ung, 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 eat they, the mic. They grab it like a dick. Yeah, they shove it. I don't even have my shawl handy, so I could have done that. <laughs> uh, I, See, I was, singing, I was singing into the end of my side address microphone. That's also a no-no. If you've got a microphone like this, don't try and sing into the end. I've seen people do that before. Like, oh, yeah, no. It's, uh, anyway. Because, look, mic technique live, there are places and times and places with a microphone live that you can muffle a microphone. Mm. It's for a specific kind of metal, for growling, for a kind of effect like that. You can create some crazy stuff. If you've got a great engineer, um, you know, you, you, you've got somebody who understands you're going to do that with the mic so they mm. know how to control the levels. There's, you know, you'll see singers when they're singing live and whenever they hit a high note, they'll pull that microphone back from them. Yeah. And that's yeah. a technique that is, is used not only only because their voice is hitting a high, a much louder note for that, mm. that sometimes they're not, they may not hit that note. So pulling it away just because, <laughs> hey, just we're not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, Mar Mariah Carey, everybody looks at her and says, you know, what a great voice. I've seen some pretty bad Mariah Carey gigs. I've had some shocking gigs. You know, there's times when I sound like crap as well. So it's a completely different setup for um, uh, recording in a studio. Look, and it, 
you don't have to have the best mic. We, you know, we've talked about gear and stuff. Have yeah. what, use what you, you you have. You can use the mic on your iPhone or iPad, you know. But mm. it's all about positioning as well. So don't just don't just get it, sit it, hold it in front of you, and sing into it. Experiment with things. Move it around. Find, like you know, I've had times where I've been laying on a bed where I was so sick mm. I couldn't get out of bed, and I built this huge tissue fort with all these tissue boxes <laughs> and sat it on the top and. You know, because it was the right level away, it's all about placement and mm. getting that, that peak level as well, too, when, you, when you're singing. So, look, the yep. gear's not important. As you can see, I have a Rode mic here. Look, it's a beautiful mic. It, 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 you know, a good quality mic can really uh, boost your, your vocal. Um, so I try to get a decent one. You know, mm. but you don't have to spend the world. You know, I think the eight, AT, what is it? The AT, AT 2020. 2020. Yep. There's, the there's your one. Look, yeah. that's, that's the best one for any studiolifetoday.com. I was going to say, I'm not, a, I'm not a proper YouTube uh, YouTube self-promoter and shameless enough if I don't send you my, to my gear guide. But yeah, this the, Micah from Creative Source actually did a microphone shootout of condenser microphones. And this one actually won. This beat the road. This beat, oh, there we go. This beat the road. You got another one. Yeah, there you go. You've, you've got to have a handy. You've, you've got to have an AT2020 within arm's reach in your studio. This is actually time. a Steinberg. Oh, that's the ah, oh, yeah. Which, which I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I'm reckoning that's the Yamaha and uh, and Audio Technica have like got together on that one because that's uh, it, either it's a a loving tribute to uh, to the Audio Technica or uh, they're just using the same parts and it come from the same factory with a different badge on it. But either way, uh, yeah, live diaphragm condenser microphone is the go. And like you say, different being in a studio. Oh yeah, what about what about that thing in front of your face there, Jay? What about those popping P's and suffer and succotash S's. What about if you have problems with syllabants and popping your P's? I think the word you're looking for is plosives. That is it. The plosives. plosives. Which every time I type in, like my, my iPhone doesn't like the word plosives. It's, I don't know if it's not a real word or if it just doesn't like it. Apple don't believe in it. I but, love that uh, word. Yeah. That word's so cool, man. I want that written on my grave. <laughs> plosives. Plosives. So yeah, we're probably taking a step back to technique, but how do you avoid that? I mean, we've talked about don't eat the mic. That's the best way to get plosives yep. is to be right up on there. And pa, 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 pa. Yeah, look, um, you can buy these things. They're they're about ten to fifteen bucks. Yep. So you know they're pretty easy to get a hold of. So and uh, they'll do fine. You can screw them on. Slash gear. Um, something like here, the road mic has this uh, metal one built into it, which is really yep. funky. I love this thing. So it's. Metal, I think mm. that's really cool. Um, yep. Except it c tends to catch the spit and leave stains, and now I can't get it back in. That's the yeah. story of my life. <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't want to see the other side of this little, uh, this little job that I've got on my mic here because, uh, yeah, that looks so crusty. My daughter came in the other day, and she's like, "Dad, you need a new, uh, you need a new pop shield for your microphone because this one looks disgusting. It's got like six months worth of your spit dried on there." I'm like, "Yep." Uh, thanks, hon. And if you, uh, if you can't that. buy one, just get a coat hanger, just a metal coat, coat hanger, hanger, pantyhose, bend it, pair of pantyhose over the top, the same material that's in there. Do it. Try and do a double. Make sure it's a double. Put two pairs over. Just yep. You know, you know yep. they're cheap to make, so there's that. And you know another thing which I, I don't think many people do talk about: clean your microphone. Mm. There's actual spray out there that you can buy to spray your microphone and disinfect it. You know why I say that? Because going back to the start, we are living beings and we catch germs. All right. So sometimes you can actually get sick 
from using your microphone. Hey, somebody else might have used it. You're breathing into it. You're spitting into it. This stuff lingers around and sits in it. Invest in a cheap can of antis or whatever it is, a disinfectant spray, which yeah. is made for microphones. Okay. It may cause you, it may help you from getting sick for a week or two. Well, I might have to add that to the gear guide. There you go. I'll have to find some uh, some microphone spray. Because I must admit, I don't do that. So uh, we're, this is do as we say, not as we do sometimes. Because, uh, I'm anal on that stuff. Yeah, uh, 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 It's funny now because I was seeing open mic. Like here in Adelaide, open mic nights are coming back. And I know in many parts of the world, that's very far away. But uh, it's now it's now BYO mic. So it used to be you go up there and you'd yeah. be singing into the same spit-covered SM58 that every yeah. other suck had been singing into that night. Guess what? People are a bit paranoid about that now. So it's... BYO mic. So if you're going to do live stuff, I would invest in, there's uh, there's that I actually use. I'll just roll back. I like the, uh, I like the SM58, but I actually love this one. This is the AKG D5. And this is a really nice, this just, if, if you're in a noisy environment, this is the other thing uh, while we're on gear, these pick up everything. Like yeah. uh, my dog could fart in the other room and this mic would pick it up if I was trying to record a vocal. If you've got a noisy environment, you've got background noise, you've got hiss, you've got things going on, get yourself a dynamic mic, an SM58 or something like the AKG D5. Because what this does is it it will only pick up stuff within about, well, about half a meter, about a foot from it. As soon as you get further away, it's not going to pick it up which means that you have to sing a bit closer and you're not going to get quite as much volume, but it also means that if you have a noisy environment, this is only going to pick up your voice. And if you put the back of the microphone to whatever's making the noise, it's going to reject that noise and it's just going to pick up what you're recording. So that would be my tip. Yeah, and try try not to hold it in your hand. I know I've, I've seen Pete do it. Because <laughs> it, it does her. pick up artifacts after all. It, it, it does. It does. Make, and, you know... You know what it's like when you're recording and you remember everything has to be good at the source. So you could record the best vocal take and if you're using a handhold and it's like, and then you just lifted your finger a little bit and you can hear that clunk. Yes, a, uh, exactly. Do, yeah, again, do as we say. As not, well, no, as I say, as I do, because I do that. Even with this, I just hold on to it by the side there and, and sing. And just sing to this. I don't even use a pop filter. I sing to the side to try and make sure I'm not blowing. Because your, your pops and your plosives is actually the wind. It's the it's that, that the wind coming from that. Every time you puh, put your hand in front, you can actually hear that sound. Um, I had another point I, there, but I'm going to move on. Can I say one other thing too? Something I've done recently. I had a tongue piercing for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just got, I took it out two weeks ago. It was, I didn't want to take it out, but I just got so sick of listening to vocal recordings when isolated and hearing every now and again, click, yeah. clicking against my teeth. And my teeth are already stuffed as is because I keep falling over and chipping them all and blacking out. But, and since I've had it out of my mouth, oh my God, all my vocal takes have been so good. I'm not hearing that noise. So be aware yeah. of that stuff. And you know, one other thing, try not to sing after, a, just going back a little bit, try not to sing after heavily drinking alcohol because you'll have the dry horrors, man, and there's nothing yep. worse than a dry horrors. You know, as I said, health, health, health. Yeah, it again. It your gear because your uh, gear yeah. will pick it up. Your gear knows oh. when you sound like crap. And I, yeah. I bought a, um, a yeah, speaking of, of, of drinking and smoking and all the rest of it, I bought a secondhand microphone. The first microphone I owned, which was a Samson CO1, it had clearly come from the house of a smoker, not a vapor. That would actually smell like, you know, lavender or whatever the heck you got there. <laughs> but from a smoker. <laughs> and, yeah, lavender? lavender? No, no, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, lavender, no, right? No, it's like chocolate and like vanilla custard. <laughs> you don't smoke la- Oh my God. You're totally I, I don't sure. want to have a vape and be like, oh, that tastes like my Nana's sheets. <laughs> Potpourri. <laughs> yeah. It's my nana's, my nana's wardrobe. Mm. Oh, Sorry. Delicious. Uh, that's right. Oh, so I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah, and it smelled so much like cigarettes. And every time I would put my face up near this microphone, I'd get a big whiff and I'd be ready to sing. And I'd be like, oh, it just smells disgusting because the dude had obviously just been chain smoking while singing yeah. into it before I bought it. So, secondhand gear can be good, but uh, smell it. Or if you're buying it on eBay, just say, can you please uh, give me a smell rating on this microphone before I buy it? Because you're going to be putting it up against your face. And, yeah. You don't want that. I'm that uh, person at gigs. I'm that person at gigs who does roll up with my own spray and fully, you know, before, 10 minutes before going, I'm over at the mic going. <laughs> I'm gonna, I know the, the mix is always looking going, God, I hate that person. <laughs> uh, let's, let's jump into some questions because we've got some folks with some comments and, uh, and some things that they want to talk about. Sure. Uh, Auto-tune, Jade. So speaking of technique and vocals and recording, because we're going to get to the recording stuff in a moment, what is your take on auto-tune? Is it cheating? Is it enhancing? Is it totally cool? Is it a choice thing? Where do you stand on the use of uh, tuning for vocals? There's different types of auto-tune. So auto-tune came from T-Pain, as most of us know, and there's, uh, you know, and Sure, we we know uh, Believe in Love, whatever that song's called, has the auto-tune to the max. That was made for a specific type of vocal, that robotic kind of sound that is not actually, this is what the thing is. I think it's got the wrong name mm. because it, it, it doesn't really auto-tune. It doesn't say what it says on the tin. Um, <laughs> where you look at things like, um, sorry, I'm, I forget the name of it now. So in Logic, um, mm. the uh, tool that you use to uh, uh, fix that, up Melodyne. Yeah, but things like Melodyne and that, that to me is like auto-tune. We're actually correcting pitch mm. inside a door. like a, uh, And so that that's the real auto-tune to me. If you're looking at an auto-tune app or anything like that to actually fix your vocals, you're doing it wrong. You're doing mm. it completely wrong. You can add it maybe like how I would use auto-tune. Um, so I do a lot of double tracking. So yep. I guess we can talk a little bit about that. So if you are a vocalist and you don't know what double tracking is, it's where you lay a vocal track and then you sing the exact same vocal track, but don't just copy and paste it underneath because that doesn't that just makes it louder. Just makes it louder, yeah. You actually record it again, sing it again, and try and match it up as close as possible, but don't be uh, freaked out by it not being as close as possible because that's where the magic happens. Yep. And vocals can actually create uh, an effect of frequency that actually gives that vocal character, right? So the, heaps of studios have used that technique forever. So mm. instead of relying on auto-tune, you can do your first main vocal track, which you would have at a no- sorry, normal level. And then you sing your second uh, thickening track underneath. And then you can just add a little bit of auto-tune, like maybe turn up to about a quarter. Hmm. You want it to, if you're going to use auto-tune, the T-Pain kind of stuff, use it sparingly, Hmm. the tiniest amount. So it's not really having much of an effect. You just want it to just pick up those slight uh, little bits. So it's not going to correct it. Like, Hmm. so there's auto-tune and auto-correction. Auto-tune creates a certain style of vocal. Yep. Auto-correction will fix your vocals deep into a door. So uh, yeah, you're not really no. cheating. You're cheating yourself unless uh, you're looking for that sound. 
I like it. Yeah. And I, I think of it like if you paint a wall, so let's say you've got a roller out and you paint an entire wall and you paint it perfectly and it's all 100% white and you walk past it every time you go, yeah, that's great. If you miss like 17 spots and then go back with the filler afterwards and fill up all 17 spots, then it's not, it's never going to be as good as if you just paint it properly in the first place. So getting it right at the source is important. However, where I don't think it's a bad idea, if there's one little spot that every time you walk past just annoys the crap out of you and by just adding a small amount of tuning to that one section of that one vocal is going to make you feel happier about your final product yeah. add it in just bloody do it because you for have sure. to live with that song forever and if that one bit that stands out to you unless you can re-sing it which is obviously a better idea but if you can't you're in that final stage of development you're like oh i don't want to do this because i don't want to cheat just put the tuning on that one note and you're going to feel better about it and no one cares. The end user isn't going, gee, I wonder what plugins and effects they use. I wonder if they used any tuning on that vocal. They're just saying, hey, that's a cool song. I dig it. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, look, there's a better technique in it I can actually do. And I, I'll tell you, so in a band I, I used to be in called Despised, I wonder if I can bring it up because I won't get a copyright claim or anything. So <laughs> basically I was really sick, right? And we're, we're wrapping up the vocals for let me just do a search despised this is a, this is a really handy tip so despised album feared them let's turn down the sound so we don't blast people i'm not feared them it's um follow me so Any, uh, there was a parental advisories a, on these lyrics like jade no no nothing bad <laughs> so there's a part in the song where i got a, i got the flu and in the, so this is analog studio remember but you can do mm. this with digital as well so you may not be able to hit a note right so yep. you've got this uh, vocals, and in this song, the line was, I'll take you to the promised land. That was the line, and I couldn't do that last note for the life of me. So what we did instead, the producer said, let's just slow down the tape. And you go in there, and um, you, you sing it like this. And I did. I walked into the studio and went, I'll take you to the promised land. And you'll hear, this is the effect of it, if I can find the part in the song. Here we go, it's coming up. Um, oops, here we go. This is it. So it was only nice. on that last line. You can slow down your recording and sing it at a different... So you can cheat. You're in a studio. Don't think that auto-tune is your saving grace. I like it. And yeah, I think that the whole thing of cheating is just, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Like people say, don't use loops, you're cheating. Don't use virtual instruments, you're cheating. It's like, it's technology. Don't don't use electric guitars, you're cheating because you're plugging them in and you're getting a, an amplified sound. Like really, unless you are carving your own drums out of tree bark that you find in the woods, bad analogy, nothing is natural anymore. So just use whatever tools you have to get the yeah. best sound. Speaking of tools, uh, <laughs> not at all, how do you get power in your growls, Jade? So you are renowned for your your metal vocals and your ability to scream, growl and grunt with the best of them. How do you get that power without just destroying yourself or blowing up your gear? Again, it's all about understanding your body 
and understanding what each part of so if you're singing from your throat or if you're singing from your guts mm. or if you're singing with your mouth because your mouth and your vowels and the way you pronunciate controls a, a good part of your singing as well so with a growl like if i really want to do a deep one if you look at my mouth now what am I using? Mm. I'm using way back in here for that. Mm. There's no chest power at it. For something like a there's an expression to it as well. The tongue comes out, the mouth is yeah. open wide. But I'm actually using my stomach there and but you will gravel up your voice. So this is where you've got to be you've got to think about, you know, and care for yourself as well. There's other styles of screaming as well where you can actually suck in if anyone's ever gone like that before, you can turn that into a growl too, but that's controlled with your mouth too, where you go. It's all about finding these and moving your mouth around. So just experiment and, and know your limitations. Don't do long stretches of doing this kind of stuff because there's no vocalist out there who could do a three hour gig of just You'll kill yourself. <laughs> yes. Do it. Look after yourself. And yeah, exactly. Trial and error, trial and error experimentation is so underrated and undervalued. You could do it for free. You know, I say this all the time and I'm a broken record, but yeah, it's like a video game where you've got unlimited credits. You can just keep yep. trying again. And if it's crap, delete it and record it again. You don't need to uh, just stick with it. Uh, Celine, hello to you, Celine Ellis. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Shout out to the folks on Clubhouse. I know, Celine, you're on Clubhouse now. I know that Tom and and uh, a bunch of other folks that uh, we've been Clubhouse. chatting over there, Tom, Thomas and Thomas and, uh, and Gary and a bunch of people and Bubba. If you're not on Clubhouse, you don't know what we're talking about. It's saying audio only. Speaking of vocals, uh, you can practice. Maybe we did a vocal room over there where we all just sing at each other for an hour. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, but Celine's just uh, bought... Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, hey. Jay's camera decided that she doesn't want to be seen anymore. I, I thought it was my vision. I took. I was going to take off my glasses. Like, Wait a minute. Am I about to pass out here? Um, <laughs> so, uh, Celine just bought this. So, yeah, upgrading your microphone can make a big difference. So, uh, this one actually looks really nice. I've seen these. Wow. The Aston Origin. Look at that. Look at those um, fibers. I know. It's like, oh, yeah. It looks like it would smell really good. I don't know why. Yeah, you need some spray for that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but yeah, a, a good microphone can make the difference. I mean, yeah, you're using the, the Rode NT. Is it the NT1 or the NT1A that you've got there? It's the NT1, yeah. Look, this thing's beautiful. Oh, my yep. God, the, the packaging, the presentation, the whole thing, you know, the whole thing that you screw on, it's just beautiful. I can't recommend this microphone enough. It's got an, it's such a beautiful, flat sound. Uh, this one up here I struggled with, with the um, uh, Steinberg one. Yep. It just uh, it didn't, un and look, this is a thing too. Get to understand your voice and, and how top end your voice is and, and how how much bass is in your voice too. And it's important to you know watch YouTube videos and understand the frequencies of your microphones that you, you're possibly going to buy because you want your voice to uh, you know uh, complement the the frequency range of the microphone. And it's hard too because you know you don't you can't go in and try them all out and now after all that's happened with the world it's even harder i went to a music store um geez, that was a couple of months ago when they let us out finally yeah. i went there <laughs> and i was looking at buying this um from a shop and the guy was like um we can't do it do we, you can't yeah you know you, 
You can't do it. Oh, no, it wasn't that. I was actually looking at buying a Zoom pedal. That's what it was. And oh, yeah. I got all the way there and he was like, did you bring your own mic? I'm like, no. He goes, oh, Not you have to bring it. your own mic. I'm like, damn. Can't touch man. it. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, look, that, that AT2020, that's that's mm. a great start for everybody. Definitely. That's, that's the Absolutely. way to go if you're looking. Yeah. But then anything after that, look, I can't recommend this highly enough. It's a beautiful microphone. It's, it's really made my voice sound even better. And I think uh, the one thing I will say about this is if you're if you're graduating from say using your built-in mic on your iPhone or iPad, which is totally legitimate, like Dan Baker records using the microphone on his phone and gets some amazing soundings, vocals, violins, everything he can record at all. But I, my recommendation would be don't go with the in between. There's a lot of these microphones that like the BMS and things on Amazon and eBay for like thirty bucks, forty bucks. Don't do that. You're not going to get a better. Go for like the Lewitt, as the Valium saying here. Go for a Shaw or an Audio Technica. I'm not being yeah. a snob here because you know I don't tell you to buy stuff you don't need but you're actually not going to get a better sound I've heard better sounds out of the butt microphone on your iPhone yep. than I have on some of these cheap eBay and Amazon mics so don't, don't buy spend the, the 30 ones. or 40 don't no, do they're, it. no they're rubbish they're, crap. they're all crap you'll be utterly disappointed they're rubbish inside they all sound tinny there's no way to fix it it's like it's like recording and then trying to fix your your take afterwards it doesn't work Yep. If, if, it, if it costs 30 bucks, try and avoid it. Try and even save up a little bit or just stick to using the microphone on your iOS device because yep. it's way better than those. Oh, 100%. As, as Apple tell us all the time, they've got 15 microphones with 400 co-processors in each of them. Uh, Tom's trying to be funny. I think he's actually succeeded here. He used to struggle with popping peas, but now he's uh. explosive. <laughs> well done, Tom. You've, you've won the chat. Uh, good job. Explosive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe uh, talking about pop filters. Go to get one. Honest, in the meantime, I'm using a sock over a toilet roll holder. You know what? Whatever gets you through, make it till you get it. <laughs> like, just to, you have stuff around your house that you can use for this sort of thing. Like, as you say, you had your homemade vocal booth. You've recorded uh, using yeah. anything that you can get your hands on. And sometimes you get a cool effect out of it. Sometimes you'll be surprised at how, how cool things sound when you uh, you don't do things too seriously. Hey, look into a vocal booth if you have the space in a room like i i think it was great look it just didn't work out for me but um because of the heat in my room so it's another thing you have to take into consideration there's a great yep. youtube page called uh diy vocal booths they give you all the templates for free mine cost 200 bucks to make out of pvc pipe packing blanket you can make it to the size you want it doesn't have to be two meters by one what i made it it can be one by one just enough room for you to stand in there yep. try to avoid uh, seriously just talking about gear those things that just go in front of you like oh, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just don't waste the money. Just uh, You'd be better off, trust me, getting a huge cardboard box and sticking two poles underneath it and just putting that over the top of your head with a blanket taped inside <laughs> of it. Trust me. Those uh, sitting underneath something like that where you've got reflections, you want to stop reflections behind you and in yep. front of you. Those things yep. just stop the... They're stopping the reflections at the back of the mic. And as you pointed out, Mm. There's nothing coming in here. No, that's so rejecting it's, it's, sound. That's not taking yeah. sound. It's rejecting it. The yeah. reflections are coming from behind you. Sure, they're coming from here, but it's behind you as well. So even I've seen people make great vocal spaces just with a giant cardboard box and them holding it over their head going, yep. la, la, la. It works. Exactly. 
It does. Uh, while we're on that, let's let's talk tips uh, around technique as well, because Thomas has got a good one here. Uh, put the mic on a separate stand, not on a desk. So do, again, do as I say, not as I do, because my microphone is here on my desk for this sort of performing. But when I'm recording, I do have it on a separate microphone on a carpeted floor, so you're not going to get the rumble. So absorbing some of that, you'll notice that in my setup here, I have zero acoustic treatment, but I do have curtains. I do have a couch. When I record yep. in my built-in robe over there, I've got clothes everywhere. So you really just want, think in terms of, you don't want to be in a box. You don't want reflections, anything that's going to bounce and come back. So if you are if you can be on an angle, like apart from the fact that it's just so you can't see my treadmill over there, the reason I'm on an angle here is that, yeah, I get reflections, but they send them off. And anytime that you can deflect yeah. reflections, you're going to get a better sound. You're going to get less of that bounce back whereas if i went and stood right in front of that wall like you say it would i would talk forward it would bounce off that wall and then it would go 90 degrees straight or 180 degrees straight behind me and then back into my microphone so you'll just get these reflections and you're going to sound like and if you want that sound great but normally you don't want that sort of reverb or delay <laughs> naturally unless you do unless you want to go sing in your bathroom which i know people have done and worked well too and if you're not sure what reflections you're getting in the room it's really easy to test with your mic Clicks, yep. man. Just clicks will t yep. let you know. Like I, t I said recently, uh, I think in Clubhouse, I had this vocal booth over here, two by one meters. It took up this whole quarter of my room. Mm. And I didn't realize, because I wasn't using it, it still was actually stopping reflections in my room. So when I took it down last week and moved it out, I just did the click test and was like, oh my God, the reverb in here is horrible. So what I did was then I think um, I, I, I just went and took uh, and just made one panel out of the, I think I can sh uh, show it, let's see. Let's see if my camera will work. So you can see now there, I've just made one panel and just leaned it against the wall. So it's mm -hmm. just, <laughs> that's just a frame made out of PVC tube with a packing blanket around it. It's quite long. I won't show you my whole room because there's a bit of a mess. But yeah, so it's like two meters high. See, now you can see the mess because I've got a wig there and stuff. <laughs> uh, there we go. Um, but it's just PVC pipe with a packing blanket wrapped around it. And that's just leaning against the wall. It's not hooked up on the wall or anything like mm. that. But it's stopping. It, it made such a huge difference. It just stopped that because there was this huge uh, blanket right here, right next to me for a long time. And it just took those reflections away. So you don't need to like cover your walls in this stuff. No, and you probably don't need to spend a hundred bucks on uh, buying something like this because this is what no. you were talking about for those that weren't sure. So this is that you put on your mic it's stand, you put your microphone there and it wraps it around the front of your face. And look, unless you had like an industrial air conditioner ventilation in front of your yeah. face while you're singing, in which case I don't really know why you are, then yeah, it's not really going to do anything. And and please like research this stuff. Like I'm, not, I'm far from an expert on acoustic treatment, but there is a difference between uh, soundproofing and acoustic treatment and how you actually want to absorb sound. So so the old egg cartons in the garage for the garage band back in the days, that really didn't make any sense because that the, the egg carton, the whole point of that and the whole point of acoustic treatment is to reflect sound. And the reason it's not flat, that it has those ridges, is it wants to bounce the sound off in different directions. Yep. But that's not actually soundproofing your room. No. It might do a little bit to reduce it. But if you're like, oh, my neighbors are going to complain, I better put up acoustic treatment. You're actually answering two different questions there. You're doing sound absorption versus soundproofing. Soundproofing is like actually putting double walls in and putting like, yeah. it's, it's a much Building bigger Building a thing. wooden frame with layers of foam and, and yep. stuff inside it and then 
putting a packing blanket around that with foam around. <laughs> it's soundproofing is yep. very different than yeah. It is. Uh, Thomas Thomas Galane's uh, His Smells Like Spaghetti Herb Mix. I hope you're talking about your mic there, mate, because uh, that could be a bit Ooh. weird. Um, Guzzo of Oz, hello to you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I wanted to get Jade on here because, uh, and I thought, I'm glad you're liking the format because I thought us just having a chat about this stuff, answering the comments and questions as they come, but trying to give any of the advice that we've learned along the way. Because let's be honest, no one's an expert. We're not experts no. in everything and things change and evolve. New mics come out, new techniques, new software, but there's some basic fundamental stuff that you can try. And again, none of this is where we're saying you must, you have to. Hopefully you're getting from this that, try different things see what works for you because everyone's voice is different everyone's environment's different everyone's gear is different but these concepts should work for you whatever you're actually uh using there uh gary however likes to sing in parking lots uh for vocals why don't we just talk briefly on that around locations of singing so you're in your, your room there which is your studio i am too this is a multi-purpose room do you ever try recording in different places environments and different locations if you're recording outside yeah what have you what have you used and what have, what are some sort of tips or things you've come across uh, over time well i mean um you can create like I, I guess vocals are have got to suit the song so like if your song's looking for something that's totally out of the box that you can't get an effect for or you don't have the money to buy an effect for or you you know you don't have a distortion pedal or something like that you can create different effects by going into a bathroom, by doing mm. these kind of things. I always say on my shows, think outside the box. Because, you know, if you, if you really want to get an education on thinking outside the box, just look at the Beatles' career. They were on yep. this winning, like, for life, you know, money earner of, of musical writing style about pretty much love and the girl and all this stuff. And then oh, they found some LSD. And thank God they did because they introduced interesting techniques and you don't need all the gear. You just need imagination. Imagination will go a lot longer than gear because your mind is free and uh, the freer you let it go, the more experimental you can go. I mean, I've spoken on my shows before. I've recorded albums where the whole album is we just set mics inside and outside a house and set it on fire. And that was the album. When we released it, it was called House Fires and Electrical Faults. And people hated it. But we loved it because we knew people would hate it. But it's that stepping outside the box. And when we used different microphone techniques, we had three mics destroyed in that house fire. But the sound that came from the mics actually popping and melting in the house fire was like nothing you could ever create. Sure, you don't, not everyone has a house. They're going to like set on fire. But you know, think, we are not just, just so you know, uh, Studio Live today and Jade Star do not endorse setting anyone's house on not. fire for their sake of music, especially if you're a firebug. Look, this house is going to get burnt down anyway, it's going to get demolished anyway. So, yes, um, please seek permission yeah. before setting fire to anyone's gear. Like singing outside to capture a different kind of effect is great too. Mm. Like, you know, I've released demos where the recording is me sitting outside. Uh, just singing along to the guitar track, but I'd actually isolate. I had a, the guitar plugged in to the actual, uh, to my little, uh, to the iPad and singing through the iPad, uh, through my iPhone mic to separate the tracks. And the sounds of the birds and everything was too good to leave off the recording. Mm. So I just used that vocal track. You, you never know what's going to happen. That's the exciting thing about music. So 
I love it. Uh, Bubba's just mentioned that uh, Dan Baker has dropped a cover of Summertime while playing outside in uh, sub-zero temperatures. So uh, if you're not familiar with Dan and his work, uh, again, we won't play any of this for, for copyright reasons, but look at him go there. That's our man. That's yep. a fr friend of our shows, Mr. Dan Baker, doing his thing. And uh, God, how cold would the fingers be on that guitar? Trying to play yeah, there. Look at those gloves. Oh. That glove is kind of, it doesn't look very glove-like, does it? <laughs> what about the fingers? But you know, oh. you, you, you've heard me say this too, Pete. Like I said it in the last show, I was just on. Try everything three times, folks. The first time, you'll do it wrong. The yep. second time, you'll probably do it with the wrong gear or the wrong people. By the third time, you'll understand that doing it all these different ways and just experimenting, it'll help you work out if it's the right thing to do for you. Absolutely. Love it. We've got five minutes left because I know you've been talking for about the last three hours solidly. So uh, <laughs> why don't we finish off here with the recording? Because we've talked mindset, we've talked technique, we've talked gear, we've talked location. What about when you actually hit that red record light? What actually happens there? How do you make sure that you get the best possible vocal recording onto your tracks? Firstly, sing it like you're doing it live. Get the lyrics into your, get them into your head. Sing yep. it like you mean every single effing word. Like for death metal, especially for me, if I'm singing a song that, you know, the opening line is grab her, grab her by the throat and kill her. Like actually feel it, like express it, shake violently. Like, because you've got, as you say, unlimited retries. If you stuff it up, you can delete it. You can delete it, you can delete it, you can chop it up. If you stuff up one word, you can just go back and fix that again. But actually, sing it like you're writing it, like you actually care. Hey, I'll mm. tell you what, even better, if, it, if you cry through it, I'm telling you, then you've nailed it. If you are feeling something from it, feel something back from it. Because if you're not feeling anything as you're performing it, nobody's going to feel anything when they're listening to it. So, I mean, we've all got the same tools. Everything's ones and zeros. It's all digital. We're all pressing the mm. same button with a different looking UI, but we're all not able to convey the message and the energy of our own particular songs like anyone else because they're from us. They're from our hearts. They're from our experience. They're from everything from within. So make mm. sure you're conveying that message. Do it for yourself, not for me. Like, uh, you know, it's your song. If, if mm. you're not feeling it, guess what? I'll be able to hear it. I'll know yeah. you're not feeling it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. And again, we, we talked about it at the start and it's probably good to go full circle on that is that, yeah, if you if you do, if you find a way to sing it 100% of yourself and not worry about what other people are thinking, not worry about the end result, some of the best vocal performances I've ever got are when I kind of didn't really realize I was recording or I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to record this scratch vocal. And you just like, you just rip into it. And then yeah. you sit down and you hit record. I'm, okay, I'm going to record my proper vocals now. And you get that red light fever where you're like, uh, and you tense up and all your muscles tense and then your vocal cords tense and you start singing this strain sort of within yourself singing and it just doesn't work. So I think the more you do it, it's like, I say this often, it's like no one, no one starts doing something, does it for two years and is worse at it at the end. But I think a lot of people start it and they want to be there without putting in the reps. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, I know I talk about him on most shows, but he says no one gets fit by reading about push-ups. You've got to actually put in the reps and it, you don't get good at vocals by reading about vocals, by watching videos about vocals, by learning all these vocal tips and techniques. Take everything that we've talked about. If you've had a few aha moments, take everything we've talked about and then just try it. 
just do it and rinse and repeat because the more you do with this stuff, the better you're going to get. And then you're going to be able to produce your best possible vocal performance. So hopefully yeah. uh, this has helped out. What, what parting words for you, Jade? Oh, look, just take all the things. So as the order we've gone in today, like about, you know, heading to that feeling thing, because hey, again, so we started off with like, you're a living organism. You're a being, you feel things, all right? So, and we feel music. So you can you can talk about all the theory in the world. And look, I do implore you too to go watch other YouTube videos and get other takes on it because other hot takes are mm. great hot takes. And you know, you might find a bit from me, a bit from somebody else. And those bits all put together is exactly where I'm heading with this final bit. Take that, uh, making those whale noises, those silliness, doing the ah, 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 doing all that, uh, looking at that, your positioning with your microphone, um, you know, how you're going to reflect things to actually feeling them and feeling the actual way you sing it. It'll all come together by the most important thing I can say is be yourself and don't be afraid of your talent or what you're conveying. Don't, don't ever think that somebody's judging you, even though there's somebody in that next room. That is the mind killer. And try not to, try not to, you know, be, hate on yourself. That's a really important thing. That's my final thing I want to throw at you. Don't hate on yourself. Don't walk away going, "I'm oh, crap. I, I can't do this kind of stuff." Just walk away and go do something else, and go, "I'll give it a try again," mm. right? Because you, you've got unlimited tries. Just keep coming back to it, and you know, as Pete always says, if you don't keep trying, you don't get better. So, it's true. Just throw it all out there, baby. Everyone starts at zero, and uh, I didn't get to it, but Bear, I think here on the chat, made a comment and said, I, I don't need any of this because I don't sing. Maybe you should. <laughs> like, give it a go. Give it a try. You won't know, and I think you've yeah. said a lot of time that people that say, I'm not a singer, no, what you're probably saying is, I've never tried to sing properly before. So try 100%. it, because you'll actually be surprised. I think there's only about, there's some science that says, like, 0.1% of people are actually clinically tone deaf, meaning they can't actually carry a tune. Everyone else can carry some sort of a tune. So if you are 99.9% .9 of the population, you can do some sort of singing even if it is in a, a range of like five notes yeah. just try it learn it do it there's uh, of singers who suck who have made it big exactly uh, <laughs> right on uh, we won't name any names because we'll get no. in trouble here uh, go, go there uh, by the way that's the best way to keep in touch with everything that Jade's doing uh, subscribe to her on YouTube check out the how to app series and her vocal week because you went through a whole bunch of vocal apps so if you're an iOS vocal creator uh, there's uh, you had vocal, so vocal soloist you had a bunch of other vocal apps so if you want to take your vocal stuff to the next level in an app based way you can check that out as well uh, speaking of, uh, of vocals uh, in uh, yes there you go Let's go to studiolivetoday.com as well and you can get some merch you know why Good not on you see, see this so is i'm still James, working uh... in the chat even though i'm on video <laughs> i love it uh we're gonna also i'm doing a, i haven't told jay this so if you can't come along that's cool jay but in 30 minutes i'm going to jump onto clubhouse and we're going to do an after show uh so awesome. a bit of a q a chat with anyone that's here so if you're on clubhouse already uh keep an eye out for that i'll, I'll throw that up there so in 30 minutes from now uh, on the clubhouse social app and if you're not on clubhouse and you want an invite we've got a bunch that we uh, we can get access to so head over I've to the one. create you got one i got three you can head to the create record release group on facebook and uh 
yeah, hit, hit, hit us up there and uh, I'll make sure that everyone... So I'll put the, put the announcement there on Facebook straight after this one and then, uh, yeah, in uh, 30 minutes' time, we'll uh, chat to anyone that wants to keep talking vocals. Can Thanks I put again. my air conditioner on now, Pete? You can do that. I know. I might oh. not have on either. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. You should you should sample the AC in a song, just like. <sighs> I reckon you could add, put that through some distortion. in here, man. Look at the sweat coming on my cheeks. Well, well, there you go. You know, with the audio only, no one can see you. So uh, jump over yeah. to Clubhouse in uh, in thirty minutes time, and we'll have a chat there. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being here. And uh, until next time, yes, please be nice to yourself. Be nice to to Jade. Uh, be nice to others, and uh, keep creating. Rock on, everybody. The